Hey, this is Carla Radio. I'm hungover. My ears are ringing. Let's listen to some metal. This is intestine ballism.
Okay, that was Brob with the song It. Brob are absolutely fantastic. You should check out that whole album. It is full on old school grindcore. This next band you probably have never heard, so let me introduce them to you. This is Endless Dismal Moan. <laughs>
Welcome back to Carla Radio at Studio Chaos. Uh, you just listened to FID's Lost. FID stands for Help me out, Magiko. How do we say this? Okay. Flagitious idiosyncrasy in the dilapidation. All right, yeah. So uh, we have Makiko Suda, um, singer of Sorry, I'm just kidding. Welcome, Makiko. Thanks very much for coming along today. I saw you guys, I think, first like two years ago. And I was really, really impressed with just what I saw. I thought it was like for me, coming from an old background of grindcore, like bands like Carcass, stuff like mm -hmm. that. Uh, it just really blew me away. You've got like the nice chuggy parts. You've got the super fast blast beats. It's super, super cool. I love it. Really happy to have you here. Thank um, you. We got a lot of questions for you, but the first one is, where did you get the name? <laughs> yeah, like, I wanted to have the name which can be, like, really distinguishable. Mm -hmm. Like, because if you have, like, death or, like, destroy or something, like, you cannot, you can never find it on, like, Google. Sure. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to have something really annoyingly difficult vocabulary on <laughs> my band name. That's the reason why. I hesitate to say you've managed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, the actually, I think that's how I actually found out about you guys, because um, there are lots of videos on YouTube as well of just, like, crazy female band from Japan with amazing name. Um, so no, it what, was, like, most ridiculous name. <laughs> it's fairly crazy, actually. <laughs> I think the first ever time I saw a video of you guys, you were playing in America, right? Yes. You, you've played abroad. Yes. Okay. And I, Aaron told me this just last week, I think, as well, obviously from the notes, uh, that you actually used to live in America. Yes. Okay. Whereabouts in America? I went to high school in Jacksonville, Florida. What, what? Jacksonville? <laughs> or something. <laughs> Um, why, why were you over there? Why, why were you living over there? Uh, I went to high school. I mean, I wanted to study in the U.S., mm -hmm. but I didn't want to live in somewhere cold, so I picked it up in Hawaii High School in Florida. Okay. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so... <laughs> so no, it was not my family mother or anything. Just I yeah, yeah, yeah. study abroad. How do you say that? Like, uh, like overseas study? Yes. So you were there alone, without um, your mom and dad? Without my parents, yes. Wow. I, I was at a boarding school. Really? Yes. Wow. Okay. How was that? It was uh, boring. <laughs> it was interesting because the dormitory was just in front of a swamp and there was like there are many alligators and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> it's like, let's get drunk and go and touch an alligator. <laughs> When you were there, what, if you don't mind me asking, uh, we can probably figure out your age from what you're about to say. <laughs> um, which in Japan, uh, for those listening, is it's kind of impolite to ask. I don't uh, mind. Age, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna do that. But what years were you there? I was there like ninety-seven to ninety-eight. Ninety-six. Well, I was there for two years. Yeah. All right. My junior and senior years. And were you already listening to heavy music, or was that something you found in America? Or? Actually, I started listening to punk stuff mm -hmm. 
when I was in Japan, but okay. that was my junior, I don't know, like sophomore year. Sure. And I went, moved to Florida and I got into it more because, you know, there are more information. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I found like funding. And like it's not funding, but like maximum local law and stuff. So yeah, yeah. I got a, more into it. So and and when you say you'll have to edit that one out, uh, when you say uh, that you were listening to punk, was it? Because I think around ninety seven, like that era, and definitely ninety five, things like that. Where I was, things like um, the uh, fat wreck chords, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. slapper hand stuff like mm-hmm. that was very very popular. Yes. Are you, are you talking that kind of punk, or are we talking like the heavier side of punk? Um, or so, yeah. I, I would consider bands like, um, for me, Extreme Noise Terror. Hmm. I, I didn't know uh, that there was a thing called Grindcore. Um, so when I was listening to them, I just thought, wow, that's super fast punk, um, super heavy punk. Um, so what, what kind of bands were you listening to? And like, as you mentioned, I was into like Epitaph and hmm. like, like records, but I was, I, I am still, but I'm big fan of Descendants. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Man. Yes. Uh, which which album? But yeah. well, for my age, like everything sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's still like when I get old, makes me cry. <laughs> cool. Yes. Did, did you ever get to see them live? Or? No, unfortunately not. No. Okay. Had they split up by then, or was were they coming back? They just came back that okay. time. All right. Very, very cool. So whilst you were out there, did you see any bands that will make me feel jealous right now? Like, what, what were you doing as part of your daily thing? Like, going out, going to clubs, stuff like that? Gigs and things like that? You mean like when I was in the Florida? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is, I couldn't go to any gigs because of the rule. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it okay. was really strict school, so. Ah. Wow, oh, okay. I mean, when you say strict, yeah. were you allowed to, you know, have your own, like, music there, things like that? Yes, actually, I got into trouble because I was buying a lot of CDs, and, like, you know, like, I got into Grindcore and Desmeron, mm. so somehow my dumb mother found out my package was really, like, brutal name. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so she got so mad, like, Makiko, you shouldn't listen to them. <laughs> Which, of course, is probably kind of, well, actually, I should listen to them if you're telling me that. Going from the Descendants to the kind of music FID plays, quite a big jump yes right? how did you make that transition from thinking i i really like this like melodic punk um especially the later stuff on epitaph to i want to go super heavy mm-hmm. I, I you know like i've seen you live i, I want to <laughs> scream my lungs out um how, how did that start to happen well as i i i told you that I was digging a lot of music and I was trying to buy many stuff mm-hmm. from mail orders. Sure, sure, sure. Yes, and there was uh, this, and I found out Asaku is from Florida. Mm-hmm. So I thought I should get, I should check out. Sure, sure. And I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah. And at that time I was into, how do you say, uh, correspondence. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So I was doing a mixtape trade. Mm. And um, I, I mean, many people recommended me, like, power violence and, like, you know, grindcore. Mm. And I just happened, uh, ha- happened to bought, uh, buy this compilation by Strapaham, Festa sure. Comes Grande. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That changed my life. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. So you're back in Japan from uh, from Jacksonville. Yes. Uh, you must have come back what at what seems like quite a fertile time for the Japanese scene. It seems like around like 99 to you know 2002 mm-hmm. it seemed like there were a lot of the bands that I really really like yeah. nowadays just starting to do their thing. So when you came back were you thinking I've got to start this band or like how how did you get to starting FID? Oh Actually, when I came back, like I was desperately wanted to find band friends, you mm-hmm. know. Sure, sure. So I got to know these girls. Do you know Eliza and Tokatsu Rinchi? Tokatsu Rinchi. I do not. But they're, yeah, so like I got to know Eliza at that mm-hmm. time. So well, it was like a really short time or so, but I played with her, mm-hmm. like this band called Anadore. Okay. Yeah, I, it's I, really I, I like know. primitive punk rock none of us could play instruments <laughs> okay I'll, I'll ask this silly question did you release anything we had a demo tape okay yes and we even played for like Shibuya Kuatoro <laughs> so, that was crazy so but I, I think for anyone anyone listening who doesn't actually know uh, about Shibuya Kuatoro Makiko just said uh, yeah we're just you know creating noise essentially but Shibuya Quattro is a massive club. Yes. It's a huge club, so you played there. Yes, it was kind of like like underground music festival. Sure. So it's Anadore. Yes, Anadore. Anyone who wants to check, is there anything on the internet that they can Yes. All right, I'm going to type that in. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So you did that? Yes. And was then it straight on to FID? No, before... FID, I was playing for this Goa Grand core band cool. with guys. Mm-hmm. Yes, so like we just le- released, I uh, recorded a demo CD. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were singing? Yes, okay. with pitch shifter. Mm. Pitch shifter and a normal mic. So I had uh, two microphones. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Okay, that's cool. It's like the, uh, the dude from uh, Gozen. Mm-hmm. Where I, I, you know, I, I never knew anything about the vocals, vocal side of things, but I always thought like, wow, his voice is super deep. Uh, the, you know, the guy, the skinhead. Yes. And when I met him, I just heard his voice. I was like, do you use pitch shifting at all? And he's like, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what was the name of that band? Oh, uh, it's another ridiculous band name, right? That's what's like. I, th- I court. Think we're, that's what we're expecting at the moment. Oh, the tremendous terror. Tremendous. 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 Okay. And we got the one demo from that. Yes. Okay. Let's. I actually would be very interested to hear that as well. And when FID? Yeah. Then FID and like you know, the ex guitarist. She actually started a band. She wanted to start a band like only girls grindcore band. So and we didn't want to have like. Gary Gary band, just like we want to start a band, just girls, because it's easier. Mm-hmm. Because at the rehearsal, we can even talk about like, some good 
bakery shop or something like that. <laughs> so, yeah, so we just found like like other girls, like mm. you know, we knew Tomoko, yeah. the drummer. Sure. She was already you know, playing for the other metal band. Is it is that your drummer now? Yes. Uh, is it Sun Goddess, right? Ah, uh, that's the guitarist now. Oh. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, but, my research. Yeah, uh, but like yeah, so like Tomoko was playing for the metal band, and actually that time that our current guitarist mm -hmm. was playing bass, the Sun Goddess guitarist. Sure. Okay. Wow. I I'm trying to think if I ever saw you guys with that. That um, was long time ago. Long okay. time ago, like right. twelve years ago. <laughs> Wow, that, that long ago? Yeah. Okay, all right. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did I ever see you with... You had like a male drummer at one point? We had a male guitarist. Male guitarist? Yes. So he was really into bakery shops and stuff. <laughs> no, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was into gourmet stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You like bread? You can get in. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Was it a slow start here? Yes, slow start. Just yeah. like... We didn't know which direction we wanted to take, or you know, just we we just wanted to play sure. grindcore. Okay, so, yeah. yeah. But, so it was always grindcore. For yes. Yeah. All right. I, just to backtrack a bit, uh, how did you start doing your vocals? Because I would think at a boarding school, mm -hmm. a strict boarding school, if you're in the showers or something, go. <laughs> they, they might be scared a little. <laughs> just go and check what's wrong. Right, so, so when did you realize? Because well, it's hot. It's really, really hot. Yeah, but <laughs> this is kind of funny. But okay, I was into this punk band called Detestation. Yeah, it's yeah, you know that yeah. band, right? And then they got the female vocalist, mm -hmm. and I wanted to have the vocal like that, like high screaming sure. boy so actually that wasn't in my dormitory in the shower room i was trying to <laughs> so I hit it, nail on the head. yeah so i was trying to sure. like but i didn't know how to make the sound boy mm -hmm. then that throaty voice came out i was like oh this is now i was expecting for but so it literally just happened yeah wow so it happened in the shower room <laughs> Good at predicting that. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is really, really weird that you've done that. Um, so uh, we heard uh, we heard a bit a while back. Uh, we heard "Lost" off your first album. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the first album. Yes. Right? And just walk me through. I mean, I'd like to know where you recorded it for a start. Mm -hmm. I think that was a, the recording on it's fantastic. I, I really, really like it. The thing that really comes out for me is the fact that you can hear so much of the mix, uh, even during the blast beats, it's fantastic. Yeah, does it just, where did you record it? Was it a good experience? Was it a learning experience, that kind of thing? It was a learning experience for sure, because we recorded separately. Why? Yeah, so like drum, we recorded drum at the studio, of course, and we I recorded my vocal at the studio, but like separately, and the guitarist pre recorded her guitar. Mm -hmm. At a home, at a, from her home, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the bassist did too, and we just mixed down. And like the engineer did a great job. Mm -hmm. The he's Okada-kun from Disconformity. 
Oh, okay. All yes, right. he did a great job. Mm. When you were recording, if you're doing it separately, did your band members turn up and kind of like help and go, Gambate, Gambate, <laughs> Or were they just kind of like, oh, it's just you recording, I'm, I'm going to stay at home today? Just like, do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that style. Yeah, okay. that, that's like how, uh, <laughs> that's how uh, we, we recorded as well. It was, it was always kind of like, oh, it's, it's just him recording, so he can, he can stay there. The album art is your art, yeah? Yes. And the second album, the yes. one, the kind of like the lady in kimono? Yes. She's, mm -hmm. It's all it twigs or yeah. something like that? That's your art, right? Yes, that's mine too. Okay, so th this is a hobby or uh, like a profession for you? It's it's hobby, but I would love to say it's like part of my life. <laughs> yes, sure. I, I love draw, drawing and doodling. So. H have you done any other covers for other people? No, no. only for FID. Okay. If they were to, if people were wanting to get a Suda original, could they contact you and uh, get yes. the drawing? Yes, I would love to. There you go, people. The Japanese underground scene is fantastic. Are there any bands that you'd recommend to people who are thinking, there's just Coffins and Boris? Um, <laughs> or... Definitely self deconstruction. Yeah, and yeah. they are great. Like they're like really newer generation grindcore. Sure, <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's really tight and female vocal, like which mm. I love of course. Cool. And like it's really great. And I, my always favorite is Flight Slappers. Yeah, oh yes, yeah. Fantastic. They are fantastic. Like if anyone hasn't listened to them. Please check it out. They are great. Yeah, fantastic. So you guys have two albums out? Yes. Where can people find out more about FID? Where can people buy, because you should buy their work, where can people get in touch with you? Oh, sweet. I, we have released our albums from Six Weeks Records. Six Weeks Records. Yes, okay. which I really, really love. So I'm so happy that we could release from them. And like we usually update our information on our Facebook. Mm -hmm. So if you are interested in to check us out, please check Facebook. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And and the Facebook is Flagitious Idiosyncrasy in the dilapidation. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so get typing people. If if you if you yeah, if you start now you'll uh, you'll sort of typed it out in time for Christmas. Um <laughs> sorry. Um I you know what though, I'd I'd be kind of surprised if you went onto Google and typed in Japanese Extreme Underground, something like that, uh that these that FID didn't come up almost immediately. You guys are a fantastic band, like really, really good. And Thank everyone you. should check your stuff out. Thank you very much, Makiko. Thank you.
All right, people, we are going back in time right now. We are going to listen to Honjo Misako's Distraction.
Welcome back to Color Radio. I have with me the owner, operator, instigator of Color Radio. He's a full-fledged member of the Japanese underground scene. He's a PhD and collects stuffed animals. Welcome, <laughs> Matt Ketchum. <laughs> hey there, buddy. What's going on? <laughs> How's it going, man? Good, good. Uh, I was just at a show last night. You probably heard of it was um, self-deconstruction runs an ongoing concert series called, if I remember correctly, Anomalous Collision, I think. And Sounds about right. Yeah, last night was the 12th. So there was, what, Self Deconstruction was playing, Golzin was playing, a band whose name I can't say on the radio was playing. Uh, who else? Butcher ABC was there. Who am I forgetting? Anyway, really good show over Raging at... Fury. Raging Fury. Raging Fury. Or, Raging Blast. Raging Blast. That's Thanks. it. That's it. Thank you. Um, yeah, that was over at Niman Denatsu in Koenji, which is a really excellent club. Kind of small, but I mean, it really gets, you know, a lot of really good shows over there and it's quite well known. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, anyone listening, that that is or was the club owned by John Zorn. Yes, he's somehow related to it. I, I know that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I think. Tucker would know because he has quite a lot of John Zorn stuff up in his room, I saw. So, yeah, and funny enough, I as well last night was at a, another concert. Oh, were you? The Funeral Moth and right. I think Presence in Your Soul were the other band. They were very, very good. It was very, very different to what you would have seen. Mm. Well. Where, where was that over? Uh, that was in Shimokitazawa at Studio Bade. Um, right, 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 right. I've never been there, but the name, I, I know the name. I think I put it on the schedule. Actually, was why yeah, I know and it. that's how I found out about it. I believe there was one down in Yokohama. There was loads of stuff going on last night. Yeah. And this is why we have uh, Carla mm. at the moment, because the Tokyo scene is very, very lively. Like, there's mm-hmm. always stuff going mm-hmm. on. And it, you actually get to points where you, you know, you, you look at something and you think, oh, man, I missed them play tonight. Oh, what? So how is Carla helping with all of that? Well, I mean... It it sort of this this kind of goes into the the Genesis story, right? But you know we pl- I love Genesis, like yeah, touch, you know Phil, Phil Collins. Amazing I mean, that's what a drummer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, so like we played well in Wretch and um, and also in Dark Corpse, and before that, I was in a few other bands. And first and foremost, the the scene is just like you said; it's super lively. Mm-hmm. Um, so why not just kind of help out with it? Um, but one of the main things that kind of Kala started thinking about or is one of the reasons why Kala started is because, yeah, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of shows, um, but so far as like information and communication is concerned, um, it's really difficult, not only just to figure out which show to go to because you've got a list of like seven shows on one night, yeah. but even if you know where they are, well, how do you get there? Like a lot of these places don't even have signs. Um, and even figuring out where and when the shows are happening is difficult because there's no kind of unified, um, you know, list or schedule, mm. um, telling people about these shows in English, in Japanese, in, you know, whatever, uh, language floats your boat. <laughs> <laughs> <Crap>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's funny you mentioned the, uh, the hard to find thing because, uh, Japan, anyone who's been to Tokyo would know that, one of the things that separates it as a city from most Western places is that you could go to a live house here. I'm trying to think. And not even know you were there. Yeah. 
it has that effect on you. Uh, no, yeah. you, you could kind of think, you could look at your map or whatever and think like, hey, and I'm right here, I can't see it. And mm-hmm. it's on like the 10th floor or something ridiculous. I, I totally remember the first time I went to Earthdom in like 2009 oh, or God, so. I, I was out right in front of it and I did not notice. I ended up going to a police box and being like, hey, hey guys, here's, I'm trying to go to a metal show. Could you, yeah. officer, tell me? <laughs> no, I'm going to arrest you instead. Yeah, right. And he was like, oh no, it's literally the, the building right next to this one. So yeah. just go there because you're already there, basically. And it's like, oh, wow. Funny, funny enough, I, I think it took me at least five times of going to Earthdom to finally not walk past it. <laughs> yeah. And it, and even then, I, I, I don't actually remember the entrance. I, I, mm-hmm. it, I think it's a size area across the road. Yes, yes, yes. Once I'm there, then mm. I know it's... I look there. for the mini stop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the mini stop <laughs> next door. So, I, yeah, it, it is... There are so many concerts going on, and it is like hard to find all that stuff. Mm, mm. Um, so, we've got Carla as like an information source. What else are you doing for the scene? Um, well, there's Blood Right, which we just did last weekend. Uh, mm. It was the 11th, and Wretch was on that bill. Um, Who else was on that bill? Remind me. Uh, yeah, let me let me remember that. Uh, there was a, there, <laughs> there was there was there was a little band called Intestine Ballism. Oh yeah, everyone should listen right. to them. They were the band that opened the show. They are incredible. Mm. Uh, there was a little band called Frahedings Tid from Shizuoka playing their incredibly. I don't know. They're not raw black metal, but they're like they're pretty true with a V. You yes, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah they're very. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then an excellent band from Sendai uh, called Begrebness, who. Yeah. I mean, that entire show was awesome. Like, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, but Begrebness, really, they blew it out of the water. I mean, yeah, and, and I remember when you were kind of arranging that, you were saying there's this whole thing of uh, intestine violism not headlining. Right, right, right. Which was weird, because it was like... But then it turns out, you know, A, the Begrabness were absolutely incredible anyway. They're, if anyone hasn't heard them, they should. It's, they're a fantastic band. But also that uh, I spoke to so many people that night, especially some of the uh, the foreign people there, mm, mm. who said, oh, we don't know who Intestine Barlism is. This, we've just found this thing about this concert, and... And that just came along out of interest. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. Um, that's also kind of what Kala... Well, no, that that is one of the focuses that Kala has, is we're, we're not really looking to get people who aren't into metal into metal. I mean, if that happens, then okay, that's great. But that's not the focus. The focus is there's a lot of people in... I mean, worldwide, but we're in Japan. So a lot of Japanese people and non japanese I mean, just people in this country who already, who already like this music, yeah. right? They would go if they knew how to go or where yeah, to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't because, again, there's this lack of information that's kind of being distributed. So I was really, really happy with the turnout um, in a number of ways. But I think what I've got, we got 70 people, I think, in the door, which for at least an underground show is, you know, that's that's definitely an acceptable number. Um, that's the good underground, though. That's that's the kind of thing that if you've... If the you, good if underground. You, if you, yeah, if you've come along listening to this music and someone says underground, you always think of... You know, no stage, it's on the floor, there's mm-hmm. not that many people there, but everyone's having a good time. Mm-hmm. And that's mostly what the concerts are like here. Mm. The it, it, it is very useful to have this source if anyone's thinking of coming to Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Because or Japan, because we also, you know, we cover, or try, of course, Tokyo is where a lot of stuff happens, so a lot of it currently, because we're just kind of building up, is focused on Tokyo, but, I mean, it, it really is 
like all of Japan, okay, um, okay. trying to organize that and bring everybody together and you know have better circle pits mm. <laughs> and maybe do away with flyering. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know that's because we're guilty of that. As well, yeah, but I remember with what was it, Bloodright Volume Ten, I think, the one at Earthdom. What happened? So that was a big one, and then the same night I booked that like three months in advance. <laughs> and is that mic okay? <laughs> You're looking at it. <laughs> it. It's it's basically representing me. It's like it's, it's like it's just sloping down more and more. It's okay. This is why I'm. Why I'm oh yeah. Like okay, this. that makes sense. <laughs> Um, but no, with Blood Ride Volume 10, that was a great lineup. I can't remember the bands off the top of my head, but that was a really good one over at Earthdom. And maybe a month or so before it happened, and I was promoting everything, mostly online, digitally, mm. there was another really good show over at Antinoch, which is, for anybody who doesn't know, it's what, like, I don't know, like 10 blocks? It's really close. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, like, this is actually part of a bigger thing to talk about, but... There was this other really good show with um, actually one of Iron Fist Tatsushima's bands. Uh, Tatsushima being the guy, the drummer from uh, Gizm, which is a legendary, legendary uh, hardcore, like metallic hardcore. What would you, anyway, they're really good. They they basically, I think, just wanted to piss off the audience. So mm, if people mm, were mm. expecting hardcore. They didn't give that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but anyway. Who, who was that? Which band was that? Uh, that was Crucem. Crucem. Right. And so I realized that this was happening, and this happens a lot where no, nobody kind of, oh, hey, man, you're, you're doing a show on my night, too? Like, you can't do that? You know, there's no real rivalry, but it is kind of motivational, I guess. Um, and so I really... It's the microphone again. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all right. We're good, we're good. Um, I really pushed that a lot online because I, I was thinking, like, okay, yeah, and, you know, I think I distributed something like 200 flyers or so thinking that online's going to do it, and there's a Facebook page, and it's on Twitter, and Rich is talking about it, and blah, 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 um, and really did a lot of work with that. And the night comes, and I think Blood Ride Volume 11, or 10, got, I think it was about 70 people. So again, not a bad turnout, um, but afterwards, actually it was at a funeral moth show a few weeks later, mm. that I ran into, I forget his name right now, but the keyboardist from Crucem, who's the guy who booked that gig at... Um, Antinoch and asked him like hey dude like how how was it <laughs> he's like oh man we got like 200 people in there oh yeah, yeah and I was yeah, just yeah. like what how did you do that yeah. and he told me straight faced I distributed 5,000 flyers mm. and it was just like oh so it does matter like I don't yeah. want I don't want to do it really but you got to do it because that's that's just unfortunately part of the system and if we can change it sure that's good but you can't change something like that Right. So, you know, do the flyer thing, but also do the digital thing and then maybe slowly. The other disadvantage with the flyering system is that uh, people who are here, mm -hmm. you're not necessarily, I mean, definitely if you're coming on holiday, mm -hmm. you don't. You're not going to get a flyer. You get the flyers at like the, the concert before, basically. Yes, that's how, you, yeah, right. And so you're, you're in this like loop of never, ever finding stuff. And in fact, <laughs> just as like a personal thing, I remember getting a... I think it was the the release party for the first Deadly Spawn album. Mm -hmm. And I had just got... Coffins had just released Buried Death. Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, I was looking for, like, Coffin stuff. And before that, I'd never... Because I lived in the countryside. I'd never been to... Right, you were out near Kashiwa, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. So maybe, maybe not countryside, but definitely not 
Like not that, Tokyo. That hip of a place. Yeah. Like I remember going to that concert. I had an amazing time. It was really, really cool. The Deadly Spawn album is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And for, like leaving and just getting flyers. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, I've been going to concerts. And you get like 15, 20 at a time. Yeah. yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But again, I mean, what would have helped me at the time is having that that central thing. Something, I don't know, like Carla. Yeah. Um, Who You know. Why are you doing Carla? Why are you interested in this? Well, I, I mean, actually, it's kind of, it's sort of a, not long in terms of how long it takes to tell it, but, like, historically speaking, it's a long time frame. I started, I'm from Pittsburgh, and I think probably when I was about 14 years old, there's a really great uh, venue there that's still running uh, called the Mr. Roboto Project. Super DIY, no stages, and it was just, like, you know, the hardcore, mostly hardcore, definitely some metal shows, but Pittsburgh was more punk i guess at the time maybe i'm recalling this incorrectly anyway around the time i was 14 i started going there 13 or 14 and soon after a bunch of like pretty much every what like summer vacation two three four japanese bands would come through mm-hmm. um and i just started seeing these great bands like i still remember the first one i saw was a band called quill they had two vocalists uh and it was hilarious i remember the last song they played there was one of the vocalists was singing most of it, and the other one didn't really have any parts. And there was this big circle pit in front of us uh, that I was part of. Um, and I remember him jumping in, the vocalist who wasn't singing, jumping into this pit and pitting with us, circling, circle pitting with us. And then somehow, miraculously, <laughs> this is like Grandpa Simpson taking off his underwear without taking his pants off, somehow going from the pit, you know, like probably maybe six feet away and picking up the mic again, somehow he ended up naked. And like, I I have no idea how that happened. And then the show ended and he ran out into the street and we didn't see him again. (laughs) (laughs) No one ever saw him. Yeah. Well, no, actually, I ended up his name. Nobody knew his real name. His name was Noise Man. Um, And the first time I, yeah, the first time I came to Japan, I actually stayed at his place um, because I I got his email address or the band's email address and was talking to them quite a bit. That actually, they were a big band at the original Niman Denatsu at 20,000 Volt. Oh, okay. Right. And I remember... I stayed a night with him. I mean, he must have had like seriously like 10,000 some vinyl, like most of his apartment. And it was a big apartment too, yeah. just covered in vinyl, you know, wall to wall to wall. But no, so that night I remember asking because again, I didn't know anything. I was visiting when I was 17 when I came here. And I knew that he, of course, played in bands. And so he would know. And I asked him, he said, Oh, you're going to go to 20,000 Volt because a band called Gorbion Necropsy. Yeah. Is playing and I was like, oh my god! Like I know that band. I gotta go. And I, of course, I ended up not going, but <laughs> but I knew it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had the information. Um, but yeah, so basically, I started listening to you know pretty much like Burning Spirits hardcore from you know thirteen or fourteen years old, and that ended up generating an interest in me and other things in the country. So I studied Japanese. I went to college. Uh, continued studying there, and then after I graduated with a degree in philosophy and Japanese history, aka the most useful thing ever, uh, I moved here, and that's kind of how it started. Okay, but yeah. you you weren't always in Tokyo, right? No, actually, I when I first got here, I used to live near Kashiwa myself for about two or three months. Oh no way! Yeah, yeah. Okay, I uh, actually did not know that. Yeah, in a place called Sakasai, which is like three stops that's, away from. Yeah, that's even more countryside. Oh yeah, it's bad. Itself, it's really bad. It? It's yeah. really bad. Um, but from there, I moved up to Iwate. Uh, the tsunami thing happened. That's a really long story. I won't get into it. Yeah, another time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I moved down here. Um, actually, it was it was really serendipitous. I remember when I moved down here, I had a lot of friends. I still have a lot of friends in the art community, but I didn't 
like I knew bands, but I didn't know anybody in bands. Um, so I was hanging out with a lot of artists. And the whole reason that I even got started in the Tokyo underground scene was because one night some artist friends of mine were running around uh, Bakudocho going to art galleries. And I randomly ran into Drum Tom. From, oh, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Same, he, same. Yeah. Same. At an art gallery. Mm. Um, was he wearing a battle jacket? Or... Yes, he was. Okay. Yes, he was. And I remember because there was this big glass pane on the front of the art gallery. I remember looking in and being like, oh, my God, it's one of us. Uh, so for anyone wondering who the hell Drum Tom is, it's not like a Captain Beefheart Drumbo thing. Um, <laughs> so Matt and I were... You joined just before me. We were in a band called Dark Corpse, which was like an all all foreigner Japanese mm. band, if that makes any sense. <laughs> Drum Tom is our drummer who is highly recognizable, I think. Mm, it's mm. kind of fair to say. Mm. And for he, for his lovely locks. Yeah, his beautiful uh, yes. like wispy. Yes. Slowly yeah. getting wispier locks. Yes. Um I think and he's in fact I funny enough, I met him at I again, I picked up. It was this flyer thing. I picked up. Oh, really? a, I almost went Christopher Walken. I, this is a flyer <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> I picked up a, uh, and I'll do JCVD in a minute. All right. Okay? I picked up a Dark Corpse flyer and saw them at Suizokukan, which for anyone who comes to Japan, you, you will you never find go, that yeah, place. <laughs> if you go to a concert at Suizokukan, this place, uh, Suizokukan is Japanese for aquarium. Right? Yes. Yeah. And the whole room is full of fish tanks. It is um, pretty cool. It's it's really cool. Yeah. It, it's one of the best places I think I go to. And I saw Dark Corpse playing with Setstar Set as well. The amazing, just ridiculously powerful mm. grindcore band. Like, yeah. If you can even call them grindcore. Like they're, noise, they're, grind, yeah. avant-garde, something. It, it, it's like power violence, but to like the nth degree. Mm -hmm. um, so, it's really violent. Yeah, 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 it's post-violence. <laughs> and, yeah, so I, I met Tom, I met him at Thrash Zone, again, which... Oh, is that how it happened? Look it up, people, Thrash Zone in Yokohama. Mm -hmm. uh, they just opened is, up a new spot, too, didn't they? They did. I haven't been there yet, but I'm sure uh, on Golden Week I'll be um, yep, Golden Week plastered soon. outside. <laughs> <laughs> Both met him at kind of, I hate to say the right time, but just mm, once, yeah. basically like that. No, totally. Like, yeah, I can't remember where I was going with that, but uh, that's that's our mutual connection. What is next for Carla? What? How are you building it up? What are you doing for the people? Um, one thing I've been moving on, kind of my focus right now is Carla also provides like like advertisement and production for bands, mm -hmm. which means photos and video, basically. Okay. Right. Um, so I'm kind of putting together a production crew right now. I've got two really great uh, photographers who are working with us, um, Michael Holmes and Christian Granham. Yeah, uh, both their work is phenomenal. Yeah, if they can take a good picture of me, then... But the thing that's a little bit more difficult is getting video crew, right? Because, again, this is like a super DIY passion project, more or less. So there's not really any money. And, of course, I need to tell this to anybody who's doing anything with call out like okay i i can pay for you to get into a show to take shots but like i can't you know pay out or anything so if you get a paying job that comes up then okay take like please take that like i understand that that's what you need to do photographers are a little bit easier to get on board just because and i don't want to make it sound like photography is anything simple because it's not it seems anyway that the video production process is much more complicated than than putting out a, a picture 
So I've been trying to get videographers. I've got kind of a list of people who I can contact, but again, frequently they have jobs that pay them. So they can't do the job that I would like them to do. But actually, a wonderful little happening happened at Blood Right Volume 11. I met the founder, CEO, I'm not sure what to refer to her as, but um, of a video production uh, company called Lamali, L-A-M-A-L-I, I believe. And actually, yes, last night at Anomalous... What is it? <laughs> Anomalous collision. There it is. <laughs> but that was our first night shooting together. Yeah. And her her team is really, really cool. They do some really excellent work. And they're really excited about... I, I got dinner with them on Friday night, I guess, and kind of talked about what we could do together and whatnot. It turned out to be like a three-hour dinner. So yesterday they shot, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> and by three-hour dinner, I mean, you know, three hours of beer. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I know you well. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so they shot the show last night, and they'll probably be getting the first thing out, I think, sometime this week. Okay, cool. Yeah. And where, where can people see that? Do you know where people can see that? Well, it'll probably be, we kind of have to figure that out, I think. It'll it'll definitely be on the Kala Facebook page. It'll definitely be on the Kala website, provided the Kala website is finally launched. We're so close. So we, we, if people want to look at Carla, sorry to interrupt, mm. it's Facebook at the moment only. No, no, no. The The website is online. It's just not fully functional. Oh, what kind of content can they see on this uh, website? Very good question. I'm happy you asked that. That's why I need to mention it. <laughs> well, we've got band interviews, band reviews, <laughs> a schedule for the entire nation, provided we've entered the information. We've got, you know, photography. We've got... Yeah, pretty much any content you can think of. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's some good stuff. Very interesting interviews, some surprising ones as well. Because um, obviously foreign bands come through, and I think that's the one with Ma the Master interview is up there as well. Uh, Ma Master's up there. Because we did the entire Obscene Scream. Mm -hmm. Well, not the entire lineup, but I think we got five bands. But there was Master, there was Chuby, there was Malignant Tumor. Who else? Rompiprop. And yeah, and one more. I can't remember exactly who right now. But yeah, because we work, Kala slash Wretch slash whatever, works with Chubi, who runs the Obscene Extreme Festival whenever he does it in Japan, which unfortunately, apparently last year, despite only being the second time they did it, it's really expensive. And yeah, but anyway, so we work with him. And that, that was a wonderful, I remember the night, it was the first night of Obscene Extreme last year. And Naru from Butcher ABC uh, runs up to me because we were kind of working together on it. And he's just like, hey, you know, Master needs uh, like a tour manager. Can you do it? Because they just flew in. I was like, oh, my God, really? Like me and Master? This is this is a wonderful opportunity. That's a great um, movie name. Me and Master. <laughs> okay, so where can... So we've got Kala is Kala... K-A-L-A or... K-A... Spread it out for me, baby. K-A-A-L-A. Okay, so the double A. Yep. And that's .co.jp. Currently, it's... This is going to confuse everybody. I probably shouldn't say it, Great. but... I'm going to turn off my headphones. Right. Currently, it's K-A-A-L-A-J-P, call J-P, dot com. But we realized that some people were kind of getting confused by that, so we just bought the domain K-A-A-L-A dot J-P. Um, and we're currently uh, redirecting everything over to it. I think that'll be done by like Wednesday of this week. Okay. But yeah, kala.jp is cool. is the website. And we're on Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff too. I'll give you three <laughs> bands you wanna you wanna plug. 
I, I got to back Makiko on this one. Self-Deconstruction, I think, is one of the best bands active today in Japan. Yeah, crazy. Sound, performance, I mean, there's nothing bad about them. There's nothing even, like, not not great, right? Um, they're excellent. Webna, of course, E-V-A-N-E. Uh, Zophic, of course, that's three. Okay, so I guess... I guess Okay, guys, thanks very much for listening tonight. We're going to sign off. We have some thank yous. Thank you very much for Matt Ketchum. Thank you very much to the super awesome Makiko Suda. Thank you very much especially to Taka at Studio Chaos, who has been recording and tolerating my nonsense on this thing. We're going to play you out with something super heavy, and we'll see you next time.